Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Miss Ebony K. Williams. And if you haven't heard part one earlier this week, we talk about last season, the infamous season 13. We talk about edits, misconceptions. We talk about the last time Ebony spoke to, ran into Luann, Ramona, and Leah, three separate situations. We break that all down. Check that out. We talk about She's back on TV, Beyond the Edge. I call it Celebrity Survivor. It's really good, you guys. you got to check it out. And now, what you really want to talk about, season 14. What has Ebony heard? What does she predict? What do I predict? Stay tuned, but check out part one. It's really good. Get to know Ebony a lot more. Lots of misconceptions. And now, the continuation from earlier this week of our chat with Ms. Ebony K. Williams. Do you, out of Ramona, Sonia... And Luann, who do you, I mean, you're, you have a background in media. Who do you think will be back? I can, I mean, I'm a lawyer, David, as you are. I can make a case for all three. I can make a case for two and a possible. I can make a case for one coming back full time, one, you know, saying farewell and one being a friend of, you know, so I just think this is totally up to the network's pleasure. And I think the show could work with any of those scenarios. Let me be clear. I think so. Yeah. It's just who you put around him. Do you think you think Roni is definitely coming back? I would bet my law degree on it. Yes. I would think so, too. Yeah. And my license, which is, by the way, for those inquiring minds that want to know, in good standing. 
Listen, people <laughs> don't realize mine was if you I'm like if I you don't, don't practice. Right, I don't practice. Mom retired. They send you this thing. You move and they and want like, a gazillion oh, bucks. Right. Yeah. You're just, you literally forget it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And you're like then it, and if you Google it, you type it's in like, your oh name. My God. Right, yeah, it but says don't you worry. were off, and then you I, were back on. It's not I gave, I gave the state of North Carolina their coins, child, and we're all good. So yeah, you just got to pay that money. Yeah, that's like, it. They're like, it's all for honey. Come right, on back like, to the barbecue, sorry, right. honey. Yeah, sorry, we didn't want you. Now all of a sudden, you could do whatever Literally, you want. Literally, you could run for bar president now. Yeah, you could go to court tomorrow and represent someone. Literally, yeah. yeah. So, do you think Leo will be back? Same thing. I can make the case for yes. I could see a scenario not. I think. Um, and I think it could work either way. You know, that's the kind of producer I am. I can make it work. Do you think you'll be back, Ebony? I, I, my gut tells me yes, um, but, but I don't take it for granted. You know, I, 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 if I got that call, that's like, you know, we love you and everything you did. And we think it's really important work and we're going to go in a different direction. That's not going to like floor me. You know, I'm grown. I, I, I know how the, 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 you know, the sausage is made. And why now? What are people? Because this I'm not up on. I watched you mm-hmm. on Watch What Happens. What is everyone saying about Watch What Happens? Like, oh, Ebony was on. She's back. Like, are people <sighs> yeah, now starting I, to say that? I mean, that listen, I think some people are saying that. I think some people with a little more perspective are like, it's cool that she's back. Clearly that what we know it means is this, right? Gosh, now we're going to like a we're gonna have a little discovery party so what we know it, it means this is, is this, right? This is two, two lawyers. lawyers. And I actually love it. We, what we know it means is this, David. We know it means that she's on good terms with the network. We know it means she's on good terms with Andy. We know it means that she hasn't burned any bridges. We know it means that the energy there is positive. So positive, in fact, that we are willing to promote a primetime show, which some could argue could be competitive to our own programming, um, to support her. Those are all good things. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not as if we haven't seen... Tamara Judge recently or Cynthia Bailey recently on Watch What Happens Live recently and they are no longer housewives. So it doesn't per se mean um, anything more than the, the the foregoing things. It's right. it's all good. It's all like positive. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not sitting here like, oh, well, they might as well have sent over a contract. Come on. That would be very short sighted and someone with less information and education than I have. I agree. And I do agree that when people chatter online, mm-hmm. it does, there's no one's, this isn't registering at home. To right. Anyone at Bravo. It's like, right. I don't know if it doesn't. Uh, it does. They just, they just don't people care can about say that. They don't want Candace on Potomac from now until five years from now. It, it, it values. It's, it ma- no it just cares. matters not. They're just making decisions. And I think people just don't get this. They're making decisions around something else. I'll even go as far as to say this. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think the firing of Jenny Wynn had anything to do with online chatter. I don't think so either. Right? But 100%. but people think I've that. No. But people think that, David. People think that. See, they listen to us. See, we we created this. Respectfully, love you. You did not. This was a, a broader liability here that the network had to control for. Yes. And I mean, I don't mean this negatively towards her like a quote-unquote throwaway housewife i don't yeah i know exactly what you mean the stakes were low the stakes were low i think she would have been back if this didn't happen we know she would have she was filming yeah yeah i just think that it's different and here's a perfect example which the people like to point out ramona singer Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the bottom line jenny was an easy we're gonna get rid of her because 
she really didn't contribute that much. Love her. She's a great woman. There just wasn't even time for her to contribute that much. Right. So, yeah, the stakes were very low. You know, fan base is small. Stakes are low. You know, they'll, they'll forget about you quicker than you were here. So. I do take it even one step further. Mm, do tell. Ebony's like, this is just my opinion. Which right? I value. Yes. I believe, right, I believe it's a case-by-case basis. I believe there is no standard. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree with that, yes. I believe Jenny is being an easy scapegoat because now people are saying, well, I guess Lisa Barlow just recently said, like, Jenny deserves a second second chance. chance. So now everyone's, guys, Lisa Barlow is not getting fired because she said this about Jenny. Which is so ridiculous that anybody would think that. But that's what I know. But here's my thing. I think that the network, mm-hmm. this is my opinion, is sorry that they let Stasi, Kristen, and Jax go. I feel like Andy's all but said that. Yeah. Right? Is that, you know, the better alternative could have been to keep them on the cast and let some of those lessons play out a la, you know, I guess you could say what people seem to like about the conversations over on Summer House this season. Right. Now, would it have gone that way? I don't know. I don't really watch even Summer House. I just saw, you know, those episodes that went viral around the race discussions. Um, and, you know, I, I I have a take on that, too, if you want to get into it. I would love to get into it. Okay. So I appreciate very much um, those scenes of Maya and Sienna. Sierra. Sierra, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I told you I don't really watch it much. Poor Auntie E. Um, but I very much appreciate their... Um, their positioning and their open heartedness um, and sharing to their castmates and their, their housemates, you know, the, uh, the feeling of outsideness and otherness that they have both experienced their whole lives as black women in America and black women in very white spaces. And now as black women in a highly visible white social circle, that was very important work that they did there. I also think their castmates were able to hear them and sit with more reception to them because they were crying. I really do. I think when people and this is race, regardless of race, I think this is true of, you know, the male female dynamic. When people start with the emotional plea versus the kind of more even handed cerebral, let me walk you through the systemic thing that's happening here. I think people sit in a posture of defense. I think they clam up and I think they get very hostile towards the messaging and the messenger. Versus when the messenger is literally sitting there with a face full of tears and pleading for acceptance and acknowledging you as a gatekeeper that holds the keys to their social admittance to a space that they dominate. It's a lot easier to hear that and be sympathetic to that. Interesting. I never really thought about it like that. It's okay, baby. That's why I'm here. Uh, seriously, did you see yeah. how I'm like? I know. I love that you're. Like, okay. But do, but when I say it, you don't have to agree. But that could you see that process? Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. It almost then to your point is giving the other people power. It's almost like exactly. saying exactly. Um, so I'm coming to you with a de- a point in, in deference to your power. Right. And I'm pleading with you, really. It's less of a negotiation and it's more of an emotional, desperate plea that says, please stop otherizing me. Please allow me to to, to play with you, essentially, and take part in your, you know, social environment. Um, and that gives the other person listening a lot of power versus someone more like myself or, you know, my friend Crystal Kong-Minkoff that um, are 
very open to negotiating what this shared coexistence looks like between us as women of color and white women. And no one's trying to displace white women. I think that's the first missed message, right? Is that like, oh, here come these women of color trying to take over our show. Honey, I'm one person. It's not ever going to happen. Roni will never be a black show. You have to never, ever in a million years worry about that. Um, and, and Any more so than Beverly Hills will become a predominantly Asian show. It'll never happen in a million years. We're simply coming in the posture of more of a kind of equitable negotiation of social positioning because we're not willing to defer ourselves in a subordinate role. And I think right. that that is met with a lot more defense and hostility. Do you think Summer House handled those episodes well, like having watched them? Absolutely. But again, it's it's not an apple, pun intended, it's not an apples to apples comparison because right. of that different emotional tactic. Um, you know, and we won't even get into the generational stuff, but just sticking with the emotional components. That's what I saw. That was very different. And if you notice... The audience celebrated, and I was right there clapping along with them, David. This is a beautiful moment of highlight. That whole episode was really peaked in race, and nobody was throwing a tantrum about it. In fact, people were celebrating everybody from production to executives to the castmates. The problem with Roni wasn't when we had episodes that centered around race. It was the way in which the you know dominant veteran cast members who the audience are in primary relationships with which is normal, um, seeing them be so hostile and uncomfortable and um, unable to cope, you know? And so if, if your primary anchor to the show, which are the OGs, if they can't cope, you're not going to be able to cope with a brand new person you just met five minutes ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I never thought about it from the emotional crying ever. But oh, I think it, it makes sense. Oh, now. David, let me let me tell you what else I'll bet my law degree on. If I had gone to Luann after the angry comment and I come hat in hand and I'd sat there in Ramona's living room and I'd say, Ramona, Luann, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry that I made you upset in your home, Lou. But I'm just so tired of being the only black woman and having to bear the burdens of blackness. Can you please accept that apology and understand where I'm coming from? I just want to be a part of you guys, please. I think it would have been met differently. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing, but it's true. Yeah. And you all be waiting for a very cold day and an icy, icy hell for that to ever happen because that's just not in me. But what I can do and what I think I actually still watching it back did extremely well um, is make the space for that negotiation. Right. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I've been so busy lately. I've been neglecting so many things in my life and my hair is no exception. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been going between washes and trying out all sorts of freaking new products. But I had finally had enough of this and I'm like, listen, it's time to get serious. And I hit the reset button with clarifying detox shampoo from Way. What I loved almost instantly about Way's detox shampoo was it felt my hair afterwards so luxurious, clean, refreshing 
crashed. I honestly felt like I started to reverse the damage I had done. And I love the smell, rose, lychee, cedarwood, mm, white musk, bergamot, yum. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Peloton. It's just that simple. It's my go-to for working out. What I love about Peloton, it pushes me with so much new. New on the Peloton Bike and Peloton Bike Plus. I am obsessed with music and that is, who can work out without music? Not me. I love that I can work out to music of a single artist, Madonna, Cher, yeah, I know I'm stereotypical, for an entire class, or you can pick a genre, pop, hip-hop, EDM, 80s. There's over 100 artist series to choose from. And I don't know about you, but I'm not working out anywhere without my favorite music. Peloton is constantly adding new classes. They even have boxing now. Peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule. You could de-stress after a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio, whatever you're craving. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. And do you think, I mean, some of it has to do with the age difference? Some, sure. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget in this nation, David. I mean, what are we, 2022, um, what, two weeks ago, we finally had a federal anti-lynching statute passed? Yeah. Like, that's real life. I think that the election of Obama and some other kind of virtue signaling things have really confused our our beautiful, beloved nation as to progress we've made on um, racial hierarchy and social order in ways that just have not evolved. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's not even a critique. That's just an observation. I agree with that. I agree with mm-hmm. all of that. And I do agree that whoever's back or not back or fired, mm-hmm. the like the Jenny situation is not because of the people. It's not because of the people, baby. So y'all can, you know, so, some, some of the folks, and I know, you know, especially folks that love and listen to your show, which is why I love doing your show, because it's a little bit going into the lion's den, just a touch. Um, and I enjoy the lion's den, which is why I was at Fox for so long. At least you know you're coming into the lion's den. I'm, some people don't know they're coming in. Oh, well, I feel very bad for them. It's not like I'm trying to hide that. No, you I'm don't. I like... mean, those people haven't listened to the show, and I have no pity for them, because if you don't prepare, you prepare to fail. Right. Kind of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, I enjoy your audience. I I enjoy their feedback as hostile and critical as sometimes it is. And it's not all like that. Some of the people really love, you know, when I come on here and engage with an audience. Listen, I could easily just always do, you know, podcasts that are here for, you know, black liberation. I don't know that that always moves the needle, you know, in the way that my particular work is designed to do. Right. Yeah. And I feel not just even with you, a lot of times this audience will tell me like, oh, I like that person. Not just, you know, I mean, yeah. not that that's the goal, but no, sometimes. No, not that that's the goal, but just to, to open up the dialogue. So if people hear this conversation we're having right now, David, and they at least ponder, like your face kind of ponder. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's an interesting proposition. Our, our work here was good. I actually agree with it. I just yeah. never thought of this whole mm-hmm emotional approach versus non and now that you relate that to these summer house episodes i'm like wow only because i have 
done that approach earlier in my days. You know, I have been on the cheerleading squad. I have been in the pageant circuit, you know, where it is this desperate plea. I'm just too old for it now. Also, I mean, there's something about lawyers because I'm not, you'll never, I mean, I, it's not in me. Like, it's you'll never you. see yeah. me saying, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And if you just accept me into your other whatever right, mask, right. that will never be me. Exactly. It's like, more I like, can't wait to be a toxic male. Please help let me in. No. Right. It's never going to happen, boo-boo. I don't even know if I could have the rational conversation. I'm more mm-hmm. just like, fuck this and fuck that. Yeah. So I'm not there yet, but give me a few years. I'm just yeah. kidding. That's, that's usually where I am. I actually, like, let me just tell you how this is going to go down. Can I make one last point before we move on? Because, yes. you know, we could be here all night. But I think that's actually why I was cast. For those who are very confused still, it's like, why would Bravo bring this particular black woman on who's clearly so conscious and all these things? It's because I'm not at that place of, oh, Ramona, you don't get it. Fuck you. Oh, Lou, you don't know not to call a black woman angry. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not there. Right. I actually still have that temperament to sit down and have the conversation allow for back and forth and even allow for like the space for processing you know you don't even have to get it right away you know and that i think is a little bit unique that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me i do think when ronnie comes back it is going to be like a diverse cast now i would think i think so and i think you know not to say race will never come back up on ronnie um and certainly not to say that like i've been chastised to the point where I'll never be the one to bring it up if it needs to be brought up because I'm always going to do what needs to be done. That might be my tagline. <laughs> but um, but I, more than anybody, want to be able to tell more stories than just, you know, the racial recon- reconciliation of 2020. I want to get into the the fun. I have a whole thing I'm building out professionally that I want to, like, show how the sausage is made. Cause I think right now a lot of housewives and I give them kudos and respect for, you know, any businesswoman, but it's like, we're seeing the product when it's already like ready for market. Um, or it's frankly already on a shelf. Remember the good old days of skinny girl where there were like, you know, whole episodes about the logo and the branding and yeah. kind of like friends offering like going to the fact. Yes. The distillery and stuff. Like, I think that's dope for young women in particular, or young people watching is, you know, anybody can see, you know, the product when it's already making, you know, millions of dollars, let's go through the process of building a multi-million dollar empire. Right. Speaking of your friend, Crystal Kung Minkoff, because you mentioned her, does she, have she spilled any secrets from mm-hmm. the filming of, mm-hmm. really? I got some good old tea. How's this season going to be? Spicy tea like and for real and this is not and i love him but y'all know how andy every single um season is like this is the best thing you've ever seen this ain't that this is objectively speaking from what my friend told me and not in a ooh girl like in a i'm dealing with some shit way you know wow and like i didn't see it coming what she's you know and it's not it's her and like maybe i would say three of her castmates are in a thing and you could have knocked me over with a feather i'm like girl no but girl yes you're going to be watching along with the rest of us i sure am mm-hmm how was how much I love Beverly Hills. Yeah. Is that yes, like what? I love Beverly Hills. I love you, Beverly Hills. I love Potomac. Yeah. I'm excited to see Atlanta now because um I don't know her very, very well, but I do have a relationship with their newest housewife. Um which one? Um Sonia um yeah. Richardson. She's a, a Olympian. Yeah. I've interviewed her before my new show. She's got a beautiful family and she's dope. Um we spoke she called me before she accepted the offer, you know, just to kind of get my recommendation. I gave her the good, bad, and ugly. 
with ultimately you should take it. And she did take it. And um, then she called me at some point during filming to kind of discuss, you know, a challenge. And uh, we talked through it. But I can't wait to see. She's very different. That's a very different. So we talk about personality and cultural differences. It doesn't have to be interracial. She is a very different housewife for Atlanta. So how so? I mean, she's left with like, so she has Kenya and she has Marlo now. Yeah. And I love all those ladies in um, Drew and yeah. And Candy's always iconic. But I would say Sonia's different. Number one, she's coming into reality TV for the first time as a grown ass woman. This woman is literally she's I'm not going to put her age out there, but, you know, she's grown as hell. She's also been on the global stage um, in high visibility for most of her adult life, you know, like she's just coming in different. She's not a lot of housewives we see, we've seen on all the franchises where it's like this is their introduction to another level of anything. I mean, right. she's she's the real to Holyfield. Yeah. In what type of like personality? How else is she different? Is she like she's different personality wise? Um, you know, her she, I don't, she's just she's just not really with the shits. That's what I mean. You know, not that she can't have fun. People miss her. She can have a great time. She's just not about to let nobody play in her face at all. And when she called you to do, to, is there any particular advice you gave her? Just mm-hmm. one thing of like. what The one thing I told her, which was told to me actually by Dr. Simone um, at Married to Medicine, Atlanta, everything that matters to you, say it on camera. That was the big thing because now I know this as going into season 14, God willing, don't let people pull you into off-camera conversations. Don't let people call your phone and have kind of really what I now know to be our pre-production calls. You know what I mean? Um, Or pre-production, you know, uh, beats. What do you mean? You know what I mean, David. What I mean is if some shit pops off, you know, whatever, y'all have a a scene, y'all have a dinner, you have a thing, an event. Let the fallout be the fallout on camera. Yeah. Don't get sucked and really kind of tricked into siloed conversations with individual castmates that are about group scene. Meaning you would go home and your phone ring and it would be Luann saying. And now I know I'm not answering that shit. Girl, I'll see you when I see you when the cameras are up and we will discuss. Because that, especially I think on a cast like Atlanta, is where it gets very messy. Because now, you understand this as an attorney, of course, plausible deniability kicks in. People are like, I don't remember that. And then, oh, really? Roll tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to do it all on camera. Yeah. So you gave her that advice. Absolutely. That's good advice. Yeah. Dr. Simone gave me that. And I, I mostly follow that. Again, I don't think that was like our issue for season 13, Roni. But I think it can. It's been an issue on other franchises. And you got a call from this new Atlanta housewife during... The season that she was having an issue with someone. Yeah, her first and only season. Yeah. And I, you know, okay, she's, you know, she, and she's also very boss in her own right. So she, she, she had an instinct as to how to handle it. I just affirmed her choice. I think Atlanta is going to come back strong. I think they had an off season last season. Mm-hmm. And I think, listen, again, I don't really know what people wanted for that particular time period we were in. We were, again, we were in a pandemic. Like people were complaining about Portia's protesting. But what the fuck do you want from her? She's the granddaughter of a civil rights icon. Sorry if you only want to see, um, you know, Thotlandia, Portia. There's uh, housewives get to have More other. Of Bolo. Yeah. I think that's what people were saying. Oh, they were over Bolo. 
No, people wanted, oh, wanted more bolos. More, yes, Shut lots of more bolo. Not lots of. I think bolo. they were saying less Porsche protesting, more bolo. I think that's what the general Golly, consensus was. More people, people really need to let people live. You know, I get it. I get the housewives is spectacle and fun and games, and it can be all that. But I really relish the day when when audiences and fans give space for a little bit more too. Yeah. This end. I just I think it's it's gonna be a good Atlanta. I think, I think it's gonna be a great, is back. Yes. I mean, yes. I love I love. I think it's gonna be a great season. Kenya, Kenya's I I she's love a, me some Kenya. Who doesn't? I mean she's Miss USA. She understands the assignment. Yeah, but I, I kinda think they all do. It's just they have different assignments. Kenya's yeah. assignment just, you know, is particularly spicy. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with keeping my teeth white. White as white, white as possible. Listen. I've tried a lot of other things, and it's not just that that they didn't work. I wasn't really sure that the products were so safe. Well, listen, now I've discovered Lumino. Lumino products make me feel healthier, safer, and happier about my smile because my teeth are white. But listen, Lumino isn't just for teeth whitening. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and of course, teeth whitening. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients such as sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten my smile. Everything they make is certified non-toxic. That's what I love. No harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of their products. Also, as far as the teeth whitening, it only takes 30 minutes, which is great. And it brightens your smile with no sensitivity. You don't get those little zingers you're used to with other products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is the world's largest online community for creativity. Members around the world turn to Skillshare for discovering inspiration, learning new skills, and putting their talents to work in ways that they care about. When I first turned to Skillshare, I wanted to take a class on entrepreneurship, but man, I got lost in the rabbit hole of Skillshare in a really good way. They have so many classes to choose from, and it's such a nurturing, fostering community of creativity. The best class that I just took was productivity for creatives. There are freaking not enough hours in the day and I am always trying to find better ways to be creative. I didn't think it was possible, but this class really helped me. And they cover so many categories, illustration, graphic design, photography, lifestyle, productivity, my personal favorite, marketing, music, entrepreneurship. Need I go on? Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash velvet and get a one month free trial. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash velvet. What you met Shannon for the first time on Watch What Happens? This was the first I time did. I did. Yeah, first time I met her. What was that like? Did you kiki backstage? Yeah, I opened the door, and I mean, I knocked on the door, and then I opened the door, and she was so gracious. Her boyfriend John was there. Her glam squad. You know, she was like, you know, just in her moment, and she was lovely. She was lovely. She was very sweet. Um, you know, she's got that little neuroses energy um, that a few yes. that Orange County housewives have, which I find endearing because again, I was introduced to housewives. In Orange County. So that Vicky Gumbel saying, ah, you know, it's cute. What do you think of this season? Of Orange County? Yeah. Frankly, you know, I hadn't watched it. I I, I don't pretend to. Um, but I did watch the screener. So I watched um episode 13. And I I it was it was I feel like it was custom made for me though, right? Because Shane gets sworn into the bar. Uh Emily's doing the innocence project work. 
uh, Noelle is talking about, you know, not having her father present and as a biracial woman. Like it was like all these things right. that are very like organically tied to my experience. Yeah. So, so I enjoyed it. And then the messiness between um, Gina and um, Shannon was also relatable to me because I think that notion of like, it actually kind of gave me vibes of Jill Bethany slightly. This notion of someone being the group underdog, which we know to be Gina, them getting to a better place, you know, emotionally, financially, both, all, whatever. And then the group, the greater group now having to develop a new relationship with that person that's not rooted on pity or um, dependency. Right. So there's those notions that's of like, like a little Gina. That, yeah. It's that's a, like a little Bethany. Whoops. Yeah. That stuff that's not, it's like, is it jealousy? Is it just different? Is it, I don't know how to deal with you now because you're, you're, you're positioned differently. Yeah. I think that's the best of housewives. That makes a lot of sense. I and mean, listen, a yeah. lot of people don't like this season of, here we go again, of Orange County. I, I don't really get it. So it's not getting canceled. It's not getting canceled. I don't really get it. Yeah. I think. I like a little Heather Dubrow in my life. I love some Heather Dubrow in my life. I ran into her at a polo match um, years. It was actually the same polo match I ran into Garcelle Bouvet before her initial Housewives uh, season, although she had been announced. And Heather was lovely. And I, you know, I I was a random news person. Lovely to me. Yeah. So so. she does my show. So you know what? I'm very simple. That's all we can. You either come on this show and I like you or you don't come on and I don't like you. It's very simple. You are so funny. Um... What are we going to talk to me about Beyond the Edge? Like, I know you got close to Colton. Very close. Yeah, Colton and I are very close to this day, Um, mainly because Colton, everybody there was pretty dope. uh, But Colton was somebody who came with extreme vulnerability. A little probably our whys were similar, very much there for our charities, but also very much there because we both felt him, I think, for much more kind of understandable reasons. I mean, we saw a lot of Colton. Colton is responsible for a lot of the shit that he found himself in and finds himself in. And he knows that. Um, but he he wanted to tell more of his story, more of his personal story. And obviously we saw that in his Netflix doc. But who he is on Beyond the Edge as a leader, as a teammate is going to add to the understanding of Colton. What about did you get to know Jody Sweeten at all? Mm, yeah, I, I got to know Jody. I mean, she was um, she was probably the person I was most excited to like recognize once we got to the hotel and like it's like holy shit stephanie tanner you know i grew up on full house like a like a lot of people and you might have cool. to have a pop culture podcast yourself i am ba- i was I, you know you, i was actually know them all i know them all i because I, I was the only child growing up david so tv was my buddy was my friend you know who doesn't love a little full house come on step by step like i gave a step by step reference on watch what happens live last night suzanne summers yeah did you talk to her about Bob Saget, Candace Cameron? So what's interesting is we talked a little bit about Full House. You could tell like a lot of, I think, child actor and actresses, nobody wanted to make her feel stuck in that because, you know, her personal story is incredible. Right. You know, she has totally. recovered from, you know, massive substance abuse issues. And now she works in other people's recovery, which is beautiful, along with her fiance. So we were kind of talking about grown up um, Jody, But of course, you know, some memories about Full House. And, and we all were devastated and brokenhearted when Bob Saget passed, re- you know, recently. Um, yeah. And everybody reached out to Jody because, you know, it was very clear that they were all still very close, you know, coming off of Fuller House and all yeah. that. Fuller House was also a great show. People like, I didn't see that one, but people say it was great. So good. Yeah. You know, you don't have the Olsons, but we'll get over that for now. Did it have John Stamos? In and out. Okay. He came in and out. Yeah. Lori Laughlin, they they popped in and out. Oh, you know. 
Um, what else is going on with you? Anything what else, else is you going can tell on? Us about? Um, plenty I could tell you about. Um, but I won't. So yeah, because I, I thought about it, and then I'm like, no, you know, I got some very cool things coming out. You know, uh, the content wise, offerings really? wise. But you know, in the business, I, I'm old school, so I believe in the proper rollout and yeah so you know you can respect that. yeah i believe yeah well nothing is definite until it is and i believe a nothing's definite till it is b even the stuff that's definite like if like it's this de- like we knew about beyond the edge and we didn't right discuss it. Like, right right and then you know I, I didn't want to step on cbs's announcement so that's i got that kind of thing where i, I can't step on people's announcement but it's do, very cool like have you ever watched like amazing race big brother all these other cbs shows so my childhood best friend Michelle and i were alternates for amazing race something um many many years ago like 2010 Huh. Um, and now, now having done Beyond the Edge, you know, I would not do Amazing Race. Um, <laughs> ah! It's just, I'm too it's old. It's not easy. I'm too old. I'm literally, me, n- not other older people. Like, I think Ramona and Luann could probably run a great race. Um, not for me. Big Brother's a good one, though. My mom's obsessed with Big Brother. It's the, it literally is possibly one of the best shows ever. I've not seen it. I don't know the game. But my mom says Cynthia Bailey didn't know the game, and she almost won. She came in third. Now, listen, there's lots of problems with her gameplay. She knows okay. there's lots of problems with her gameplay. Okay. But by not really playing a great game, she, you can get far you can get if far. you're not. Yeah. That's the thing about this show. Like, I found yeah. this Beyond the Edge interesting in the sense that you don't get voted off. You vote yourself You off. have to self-eliminate. And pe- that bell's going to ring. So wow. it works. Yeah. Wow. And that's do, – do new people come in when the bell rings? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. No, Cynthia did well by not really doing so yeah. great. She got pretty far. Yeah. That or, would probably be my approach if I if I were to do Celebrity Big Brother. What do you think as a lawyer, just I'm asking you since you watch all these shows mm-hmm. about things like, yeah, about, about things like, you know, Jen Shaw. Well, Jen Shaw, really. You know, it's funny you say. Normally, in every other interview until this one, I have just declined to discuss Jen Shaw because, um, you know, I just think it's a little tacky as, a, you know, she's my colleague, you know, at this point. And I don't know the facts. I don't know the evidence. Um, so I, I didn't want to speak on it. I'm not going to speak on the legality of her guilt or innocence because until somebody um, shows and gives me a retainer to go through all that fucking discovery, I ain't doing that. But I will say this. I did watch all three parts of the Salt Lake City reunion. And what I garnered from that is I enjoyed Jin Shaw as a season one watcher. I don't know Jin Shaw. We're friendly, like never messages, but like we send each other sweet emojis on social, mainly just because I, I, I love her family, you know, um, same. But I guess Lisa Barlow and I actually communicate. I love her family. I love, And I, I have a newfound respect and love for Seth because that... Um, you know, response on, you know, the whole, did she say that I slept with the other half of New York was, I thought, very classy, totally. very elegant. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like the families on Salt Lake City. They're very nice. I like a little Salt Lake. I, I do. I really do. And I loved the first season, but, you know, I was still kind of dealing with my own shit with season um, two. But I did watch all three parts of Reunion, and I will tell you this, David. I thought Jen came off better at the end of this Reunion than her whole first season, which is very ironic, I think, considering the circumstances. And I think I did not know that about Sharif, that he was an attorney for 13 years. I did not know that. Right. And that 
A, of course, I then had a personal connection to him, him being a former NFL agent. It just added context. And I thought the way she just handled the questions about family and this and her boys, I, it just, I, I actually came away more endeared is what I can tell you. Now, is she guilty or innocent? I've got no clue. But similar to Heather, because I'm not the federal government, you know, that's not really my stake. My stake yeah. in her is as a human being and as a person. And what I see, I like. Yeah. I mean, people now, of course, are criticizing Andy and he didn't come down as hard on her as he did on Erica. Oh, interesting. See, I didn't watch the full Beverly Hills reunion, so I couldn't say about that. I don't think it's a fair comparison to talk about Erica and Sharif because they are not similarly positioned whatsoever. That's also now out there. Yeah, it, it's yeah, they're not similarly positioned. Uh, Sharif is not a cast member, number one. Number two, Sharif, to my observation, has not flaunted a, a flagrantly excessive materialistic lifestyle. Um, and all that said, I don't have any stake in Erica's um, guilt or innocence either. You know, so she could be as innocent as the day is long as well. I was going to say, was that a dig at Erica? Not or? at all. No, I don't know. I, I just think the analysis and the stakes are not going to be the same for anybody's spouse. You know, right. um, Jen Shaw could be married to a woman. Right. You know, that's how you equal the comparison. It's not about men versus when men get it easier than women. I thought that was a ridiculous take. Right. I think it's he's not the cast member. He's not. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Yeah, and again, I think it would be different if we saw Coach Shaw, you know, with like Jacob the jewelry, you know, sixty thousand dollar chains on and glam squats and different things like that. Right. That would you be know more... rolling around in Bentley SUVs. Then I right. do think he would have more questions. I really do. Right. That would be more equivalent to the era. Correct. Thing. Yeah. You got to manipulate, honey. If you're going to manipulate a variable, you got to manipulate all the variables. I would agree with that. Before we wrap up, we talked about this off air, but I want to talk about it on air for a minute. I know we talked about briefly because I'm obsessed with this now. This whole Kim Kardashian. Look, I'm, I'm obsessed with the Kardashians, first of all. But this whole like Kim Kardashian and this Variety article where she says like, get your ass out of bed to women and go to work and just everything. Pete, now Kanye is banned from Instagram. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. No, no, I actually didn't notice. I, I just pray for Kanye because, you know, bipolar is real and it's just sad. So I'll speak to um, the part about Kim and the get your ass up and work. I actually have no um, relationship with the Kardashians, meaning I don't like them. I don't dislike them. They, to me, they're just women that go to work just like, you know, I do. You do. I don't really don't give a damn. You know, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. So um, what I do respect is what they have built. And to me, quite literally, I promise you, this is not shade uh, off the back of Kim. That family owes to me everything that it has to Kim. And one could argue tangentially to Kris Jenner. So right. when Kylie Jenner says, um, you know, she's a self-made billionaire, I laugh at that. Um, I, I do think, um, what's the um, model? Kendall. Kendall. Kendall's career is a little bit more like um, Bella and Gigi to me. Like, would they be the supermodels that they are without massively famous families? I don't think so, but she works, so I'm not mad at it. I think everybody got way bent out of shape over Kim's comment. And again, this is not because I stan kim i don't have no skims i don't have no kkw makeup i probably never will so this is not in defense of kim kardashian the person 
But this is in defense of her message. And what I think, David, is a conflation of people between the message and the messenger. Because let's just isolate, again, let's isolate the variable. What's the message? The message is, first of all, she wasn't talking to women in general. Kim said business women. Business women. Business women need to get off their ass and work. And what I think she was, and she said today, and I think when you talk to business women today, David, what you'll hear is many of us have the same frustration, which is that a lot of, especially younger women in business, think that success should happen overnight. And they think that, you know, you throw up an Instagram account, you buy a few followers, you put up some booty pics, and you should, you too should be a gazillionaire. It doesn't work and that Kim way. And Kim is saying it just doesn't work that way. And for those that their critique is, oh, well, you know, you're famous off a of sex tape. I know a lot of hoes with sex tapes. They don't have billion dollar fortunes. So Kim must be doing something very right that many other people are not. That's number one. Number two, you know, Kim's message is not different than the messages we've heard for years from Oprah Winfrey who literally I was just watching something and sent it to my girlfriend on Instagram where Oprah was talking about her greatest frustration with young people today. Oh, she, she was in conversation with the um, Reverend T.D. Jakes. Okay. And he said, what is your big, biggest frustration of young people today? And she says, and I had this conversation with my girls, meaning her girls from her South African school. You got to work. You got to work. Just because just you came out of, you know, Spelman College or Harvard University who really, who gives a fuck? You still got to take your ass and work for it, whatever yeah. that means. And work doesn't mean labor. See, I think this is what people are missing about Kim's point, David. She's not saying like, this is work. Yeah. What we're doing right now, you are working. I work like 24 hours a day, basically, but, if, if left to my own devices. Right. I mean, if you don't check on me, you don't, there's nothing social at 6 p.m., 7, like I will just go straight through. And Funny. I think a lot of people took Kim's comment as this literal equivalent of labor, meaning you go punch a clock and you punch in at six o'clock in the morning and you punch out at 7 p.m. and you pay 40 percent to the government. And that's what work is conditioned to feel like in our society. And people felt that Kim was suggesting for some crazy reason that women are, I guess, sitting at home like welfare queen era women, not, quote, working. Kim saying work smart, not necessarily work more labor hours work smarter, work harder. And if Beyonce said the same thing, I don't think pe pe Beyonce has said the same thing. I don't think people get upset at all. I think pe that's where the whole everybody has the same 24 hours a day that Beyonce has comes from, you know, which is its own critique of why isn't every woman a billionaire like Beyonce? Right. You know, but nobody got mad at that. So I, I, I think the hypocrisy around Kim and the response to her is rooted in a, a, an envy, really, of the way that Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, Oprah, you, maybe even me, get to work because we have designed it this way. And I'll say this to end with, David. Like, I do what I do the way I do it because just like you, I lived the law firm life. We did the billable hour thing. We know what that's like, you know, supposedly trying to bill, what, 90, 100 hours a week to maybe, I don't know about you, but I'll tell my salary, maybe take home after the government gets its share and the partners eat all, my, all the real fucking money. What, maybe I get 60 grand at the end of that. Um, and that's the trajectory for the next eight years. And then one day, maybe you could be a partner and this and then, and then give them firm. two more million dollars to buy into partners. Like, come on, yeah. like, let's really break this shit down. I decided no bueno, no thank you. And I started all the way over after all that shit that we all went through, law school, totally. bar exam and all that, just like you did. And I said, I'm going to lean into the most natural gift I have, which for me is talking, getting people to listen and spreading 
education through an engaging way. And I'm going to make a whole fucking career out of it. And I didn't know how. And it was talk radio. And then it was news. And then it was a book. And then it was this. And this. And now it's reality TV along with all the other things that I do. And every fucking day I'm working and I have a lot of fun doing it. Same here. Yeah. We started over. We made our own way. And yeah. And, and now, it is yeah. it is all related. Like you, I use my law degree every day. In every this job. day, every day in this job. You just interrogated the hell out of me. You put me on. Sorry. You, know, you just cross examined me, David. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's only because I know you can handle it. I know, and it's fun. I love the sparring too. You do, and I think that's a little thing that's misunderstood about people like us too. Is we don't take it negative. We don't yeah. get offended. Like we we kind of enjoy the sport of it. Yeah, and there are people that don't always answer my questions, and that's okay. You know, but that doesn't mean you should stop asking. No, sometimes you have to pivot on on mm-hmm. on in the middle of an interview. But you yeah, know, yeah, that's what we do also as lawyers. Exactly, a good one. But that's that's to me the bottom line of the Kim of it all. Like I think people really are upset because they see Kim living this great, fabulous, fun, glamorous life. You know, which I don't know why she's being penalized for that. She's also dealing with a fucking crazy ex husband. But anyway, um. And there's jealousy because like people have bought into this notion of work has to look labor intensive. It's got to be miserable. It's got to be grunt work. That's a bygone era. And if I, I respectfully say to all women listening to this podcast, David, if you are thinking that your hours of labor are ever going to convert to substantial wealth and stability, you are mistaken. And I wish for your sake that you look deeper into the words of work and expand on what that means via investment via um, entrepreneurship and just via sustainable mailbox money, as Shepard would say. Yeah, I think you need to. Yeah, I listen. It's never going to translate if you're working for someone else. It's just not not happy with what you're doing. It's just not. And I think that and that again, she was not talking about the hardworking women of America that are getting up to, you know, feed kids and all this stuff and have to. Because I they think don't have the jealousy. Options. I think it's the jealousy. Yeah, because she has so much money, but she didn't always. I remember no. people. Oh, this was the other point I was going to make. People are like, "Oh, she was born so rich. She was not. She was born like yeah, a lot I, of I Americans." Because a lot of celebrities came out and said that they're like, "You're born really right." She was born like she was born nor- upper right. middle class yes. at best. Robert yes. Kardashian was a fucking criminal defense lawyer. Okay, right. he was paying taxes and paying bills like everybody else, which is why uh, Chris felt the need to put these bitches to work, okay? And it's also the reason that Kim used to be the assistant to Brandy Norwood. She used to be the assistant to Paris. She has worked. So I'm not saying she's worked harder than any woman in America, but she has worked. So she was not born into such wealth. It's not like she's a Rothschild or something. She was not born into such wealth in which she could bypass work. Yeah. You know? And she works now. I mean, like she works. And she works. works. Like a dog. And and yeah, I, I believe she does work extremely hard. And if you can't understand it, that she probably just wasn't talking to you. I'll end with that. I, I just, I just, I, I didn't understand all the criticism personally, but that was just me. That was just because we were too busy working. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? And Kim is dealing with a lot with the Kanye. Exactly. Now, and that's Ooh, like. So. But I'm living for Kim and Pete. FYI. I just don't buy it. You don't. Nope. Not for. You think it's second. a media ploy? Of course. But didn't we think that Ben and Jen were a media ploy for and a minute? Don't speak for your speak for yourself. I still do. You 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 do. Still. I don't believe in you any scenario, do. David, that somebody goes from head over heels in love with, in Jen's case, a Rod, which I also never believed. By the way, I thought that was a completely aesthetic relationship. Um, planning a wedding, all this shit, and in three weeks flat, you know, it's Benifer again. I don't believe it. All this time later, really. 
No, I, not I to say didn't. they didn't. Not to say they didn't have a real thing in I 1998. Now I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I believe that more than Kim and Pete. I don't think Kim and Pete are gonna last. I mean, he has these. You know, he has all these tattoos now. Did you see this? He, he's just, she just told Ellen he has like five tattoos. One of them says, "My girl's a lawyer." I think, which is not even like, true at this point. But anyway, right? Um, that's not true. And like, this is a very complex. Where does all that fit? Like, that's a complicated. Tattoo. I actually think that relationship is part of the work she's referring to. It, I think that her and the Jennifer Lopez's of the world, and I could probably name some other women if we have more time. When they find themselves out of a relationship, first of all, their relationship are imperative to their content. Can we agree on that? They're imperative. Yeah, and if you want to create a different narrative, like with Jennifer, it was like, poor her. Yeah, broken hearted, whoop de whoop. No, she's like, let me give you something else to talk about. That's not a compelling narrative. Right. Right. So now it's, you know, Cinderella Story 2.0, Dreams Come True, Nostalgic Love, takes us all back to the 90s. Um, when, you know, Ben looked attractive. It's it's all work. And I think this is what I think happened. I think Jim was like, do 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 do. Hey Ben, what's up? What are you up to? Uh nothing. Probably just got out of rehab. Okay, cool. Um, you wanna make some money? You want to get this bag together? I sure do. And I think they had dinner that night. See, I'm so cynical with housewives. You're cynical with these relationships. Very much so. Very much so. And, and I don't fault them at all. You know, if, yeah, no, if, I, if the money's I, on the table and people are willing to buy into that content, I say go for it. And you think Kim and Pete, same thing. About, even more so with Kim and Pete because they just, don't even have the backstory. You just don't say it. And, and not even a little bit. Now, I do believe um, Travis Barker and... Yes. Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. That you believe, that, right? Absolutely. Friends, friends forever. Absolutely. That gonna, makes sense to me. They're, a thousand makes percent. makes complete sense. Yes. He has Scott vibes, and I don't mean in a bad way. Like, I, I see it. It's like the same That's her gen- type. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Kim is working. Courtney. Kim's on the clock. I think Courtney and... <laughs> Travis will be together. I think this is it. I think like this is it for them. Because she think, doesn't care. She's like, just what? I, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of Cameron Diaz and is it Benji? Whichever? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's like that because it's like a rocker, like a modern rocker vibe with like a. Like a Pam print, Anderson and Tommy. Yeah. Lee. With like a. Pr- well, I mean, I like Pam Anderson and all, but I think Courtney and Cameron give me more good girl gone bad vibes. Okay. Versus Pam is just more bad girl gone badder. But Courtney, like out at night now, she's that's like what I'm all, saying. Like, yeah, leather and like dark glasses. I'm like, I am here for it. Yeah, and I think it's I very authentic. Here for it. Pam Anderson will be in Chicago taking over the rock. Yes, and I'm, I love it. I, I am. I mean, sign me up. I'm going to go every single night. Like, I mean, of course I can't, you are. Yeah. Who, who's going to miss that? Yeah, I mean. Roxy Hart. My friend was like, I thought she was. Re- I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But she's she's back. She's people. back at work. See, this is back to what Kim is talking about. Uh, Pam's team knows what time it is. Um, you have the a documentary massive documentary out, right. that just made you relevant to a whole new generation. This is the perfect time to go back to work. And she now has her own Netflix documentary coming out. Exactly. Telling it my way. She was smart. She didn't speak to anyone in that documentary. She mm-hmm. didn't make one comment. Mm-hmm. She was not. She didn't respond to anything. They mm-hmm. wanted to talk. She was like, nope. Yep. She's like, I'm going to do my own documentary. Very and you'll hear smart. all about. Yeah, right. Very smart. Just like Kanye, you know, yeah. actually, you know, which was actually quite good. Sad. Smart. I couldn't. I couldn't bring my um self to watch the last increment though. Kanye is this new stuff is starting to like. It's sad. I it's never scary. really. Yeah. It's freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. It's for scary. Kanye. Yeah, and for the kids. Yeah, a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. 
Listen, you'll come back anytime you want. So much fun. I'm Always. sorry to keep you from your plans after this. You're all dressed up. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Where can everyone find you who wants to follow you who doesn't already? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, at, at Ebony oh K. Gosh, Williams, E-B-O-N-I-K Williams on uh, Instagram mostly, Twitter, eh, a little bit. And remember, <laughs> her name is Ebony K. Williams, people, not Ebony Williams. Yeah. And it's all, it's really not me being a stick in the ass. It's me. Um, Ebony Williams is actually a quite generic name. In my that. culture, yeah, it really it's like to the like point. Just Williams is a common last Williams name. Williams is a common last name, and Ebony is a very common first name for Black girls born really? in the '80s because okay. of the magazine. Like, so everybody Ooh. and their mama named their little Black Hope Ebony. Okay, so there's actually even a um, prima ballerina by the name of Ebony Williams. She spells hers with a Y, not an I. So much so confusion. She's also verified and all that stuff on social, but she's mm. like, I'm getting some interesting messages that are for you. Is she getting hate messages? She was getting some hate messages from the people, David. And, um, you know, so that's why, even more so why it's actually for protection of Miss Ebony Williams, the ballerina, that that's I insist so nice on the K. I'm such a nice N- lady. Now that I put my glasses on, I can see what you look I'm, I don't know what that was all about. I'm, okay. I'm really out of it today. Jesus. But well, you listen, look good. I do. Oh, You're God. giving me ro- chocolate rosé. You look good. This is my, like... I don't know what You're giving this me is. mocha strawberry swirl. This is my like I've eaten my way through the pandemic and I'm I'm And if I'm you guys coming, could see I'm how coming back. No, totally I'm, thin and skinny he is. I've yeah. like a little bit. Yeah. I've lost a little weight since we last you saw have. too. Can you see it in yeah. my face? Yeah. I have my a little bit too. My, me too, my yeah, face. My like, face. Yeah. It's just it's not We're, fun. It's no. not, it's not fun losing weight. I, I hate I'm not, it. I hate it. Do you know how much I miss drinking like more than I have see, can now? For me, it's not alcohol. Is it desserts? No, it's here's the thing. Before the pandemic, when I was out literally like seven nights a week, right? Living, you know, not till five a.m., but yeah. six, six to nine or eight. Oh, yeah. And I, I would just drink my dinner. Mm-hmm. I was a complete. You were real. Toothpick. Yep. Wow. It's the I swear the vodka diet it works mm. because then you're like then it's just. The but you drinking, don't get hungry? See, that's my problem. Is you when I do, like, but you're like, well, I can't. Now I'm so tired, just pass out. Mm. For me, it's it's no, it's pizza. I can pizza. tell you're not from it's the south because we don't pass out, baby. We go to fast food. I mean, <laughs> I do. Yeah, the, one time when you were here, you told me a whole, I think Chick Fil A or yeah. Popeyes story. Oh, Popeyes, that was yes. Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. I See, for even. me, it's yeah. pizza. Mm. I have I have drunk pizza stories that are just so good. Like, have you ever? Okay, have you, you and ever, Heather Debro and Gina. That's what that's what their little New York thing was. Who doesn't? Have you ever ordered pizza? And then you wake up and I you forgot open you your, ordered it. it it's yeah. sitting there. At, that's when you're I like, that something once. is wrong. That's like too much alcohol. This is like problem. That was, people. yeah. The one time I did that, it was a bachelorette party and we ordered like three pizzas. Yeah, I've done that. Three. They came. Uh huh. And then we pe- and we woke up and we're like, what are we doing with it's this? It's like sitting yeah. outside your door oh, and you're nice. like, what do my neighbors think? Like, I'm like the disgusting trash on this like floor that's like the drunk person. I love it. And I'm not like 19. This is unacceptable. Grown man behavior. See, we work, but we not have fun at oh, times. Oh, we play too. hard. We do. We play hard. Ebony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Congrats on the new show. Thank you. It's good. I can't wait for you guys to see more episodes. It's, it's been it, great. It's really good. I can't wait to see you cry more. <laughs> Get lost in mud more. Yes. And you'll come back yeah. with all your new things. With the new things. And I'm sure by the time we reconvene, there'll be more to discuss. We'll have more to wink, say about wink, Ronnie. Wink, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. wink, wink. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. 
And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.